0: Welcome into Fantasy Football Today at DFS on Wednesday, November 24th. Frank Sample joined as always by Sina Jad and Mike McClure to preview one of the best slates of the year. Thanksgiving Day. Uh, we'll also have some food talk towards the end of the podcast uh, as well. We have this awesome graphic that Ben Schrager and our entire FFT team made. Uh, it's one of those fun things where like you have $20 to spend. What kind of meal do you come up with? So we'll we'll talk about that towards the end. But let's jump right into the games and we'll start with the Bears at the Lions. The Bears are three and a half point favorites on the road with a 41 and a half point total. All odds come via, via the Caesar Sportsbook, and it's looking like This is the one last hoorah for head coach Matt Nagy. Reports that he'll be fired after the game. I mean, what an industry, right? Like, this is ruthless. Thanksgiving, (laughs) and there's a report the guy's going to get fired after the game? Like, that is just, that's messed up. But anyway, uh, for the Bears, Andy Dalton expected to start in this game with Justin Fields dealing with a rib injury. Allen Robinson uh, did not practice on Monday. Darnell Mooney was limited. And for the Lions, Jared Goff, limited in practice, has a chance to play in this game. Uh, Trey Flowers, Deshaun Hand, and their offensive lineman, Vitae, uh, did not practice on Monday. Running back, Jamar Jefferson, and wide receiver, Trinity Benson, were limited in practice. Let's be honest, man. Like, this is not a great game. Obviously, it's the Bears at the Lions. It's pretty gross. We've got a a low total here. Um, Not going to be very popular. You know, maybe the Bears DSC is like the most popular play in this game. But let's start with the Bears. Uh, I definitely like David Montgomery. He is 6K on DraftKings. And if Allen Robinson is out, we will have some options in terms of their pass catchers. Darnell Mooney is 5,700. Marquise Goodwin had a big game last week, over 100 yards and a touchdown. He is 3,800. So, Sia, we will start with you. Uh, What do you think about the Bears side of this game?
1: Uh, It's it's really just David Montgomery for me. I, I can't really... I can't really imagine playing. I think Darnell Mooney is in play. I don't think I'm going to play him, but I think that's fine. I wasn't on Cole Komet last week. I'm not going to be on him this week. So yeah, it's Bears defense. It's David Montgomery, and then you call it a day on the Bears side.
0: Uh, Mike, we'll stick with you here. Darnell Mooney goes five for 121 and a touchdown last week on 16 targets. So... It's kind of a good thing, kind of a bad thing, because he sees all this volume, but it's not very efficient. Um, he he did come through regardless, but what do you think about the Bears? Is it just Montgomery and their defense for you?
2: Yeah, and it, may, it may not be either, honestly. Um, you know, I think that Montgomery is going to be popular enough that I also feel like people are going to feel like they have to play him and need a piece of that with only three games on the slate. Uh, I like DeAndre Swift a lot more than I like Montgomery. I like Mark Ingram, assuming that there's no Alvin Kamara. Um, I like tight ends a lot on this slate. I think it's a very clear short slate, double tight end slate for me. So I'm very, like, yes, the the answer is Montgomery, for sure. That's the only piece to go to. But for me, the answer might be to fade it completely on the Bears side. Just absolutely, completely avoid it. Uh, I think that doing that and then waiting it out might be a better option when you're talking about avoiding the lowest scoring game on the slate.
0: I probably should have started with this, but Mike, what kind of games are you playing? What kind of uh, uh, lineups are you entering here on the Thanksgiving slate? Are you playing, as like 50-50, you're playing cash, uh, and then the other half, you're playing tournaments. Are are you more tournament-heavy in a three-game slate? How do you usually play on Thanksgiving?
2: It'll be a little more tournament-heavy, but I'll still be playing cash for sure, just because I know that pieces like David Montgomery are going to be 30% owned or more in cash games, Uh, and if I feel like i have an edge or distinct edge in any way like those edges are magnified big time on these shorter slates so i'll be playing every format it'll essentially be there's two main slates this week for me Um, i treat these as two separate weeks essentially so the same amount of volume that i'm going to be playing on sunday is what i'm going to be playing on thursday for me they're they're the exact same it's we get two weeks this week what a holiday
0: yeah, uh, yeah, definitely. We are thankful. We are thankful for the two slates here in Week 12. Uh, See so yeah, the lion side of things. Mike already mentioned DeAndre Swift continues to defy the odds. The guy put up 25.6 DK points last week with Tim Boyle as his quarterback. That is an achievement in itself. Uh, he is 7,300. He's the third highest priced running back on the slate. And if Jared Goff is the quarterback, then... Maybe you look at someone like TJ Hawkinson. He's 5,200. Uh, I will throw the name out there. Josh Reynolds seems gross, but he is the minimum price 3k played 90% of the snaps last week. And he does have a rapport with Jared Goff dating back to their days with the Rams. So see what do you think about the lion side?
1: I like Josh Reynolds. I think that's a smart play. If you're jamming in expensive guys, you, you know, if you're if you're fading the David Montgomerys, which which makes sense because of his ownership, and you're playing guys like DeAndre Swift. I'm not specifically talking about him, but you're paying high priced guys that are slightly contrarian. You know, you you might have to fit in guys like Josh Reynolds. So it it certainly makes sense. I, I think he he's probably going to be a part of my player pool just in case I need a, a bargain basement guy. Swift is interesting because. He's not really efficient, but he always has that. He gets so much volume that, that he typically has that one big play that really gets in there. It's not something I really like to lean on, but it's not like the Bears defense is really anything vaunted at this point. So I think DeAndre Swift, just from a volume standpoint, is probably a good play. And then if he gets that big play along with the volume and you don't have David Montgomery in your lineup and David Montgomery doesn't have a great game or average or below average game, then you're already passing a, a big amount of the field there.
0: And if we get Jared Goff at quarterback, that's something that only helps DeAndre Swift because he checks down the ball so much. So uh, definitely something that that would help him there. Mike, you mentioned that you like tight ends on the slate. Is TJ Hawkinson one of those uh, if Jared Goff is at quarterback?
2: He actually is not. Um, I don't, I mean, I don't mind him. I think he's fine. Um, generally prefer them in games where we think they're going to be trailing a lot more and playing in desperation mode. I don't expect them to be playing in desperation mode. I expect this game to be relatively even, uh, and slow and defensive grind. So, uh, he's not one of the ones I'm interested in playing. However, I think it's an interesting pivot away from the two that I like, but, uh, as of right now, it's, you know, I, I think you could play Reynolds. I think you could play Raymond in this game. But for me, in my primary build, I have one player from the game, and that's DeAndre Swift.
0: All right, let's 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 get away from that game. Let's move on to something more fun, the Raiders at the Cowboys. The Cowboys are eight-point favorites with a 50.5-point total, both the highest spread and the highest total of the three games on Thanksgiving. And for the Raiders, Jalen Richard, their linebacker Nick Kwiatkowski, uh, cornerback Kason Nixon, and their kicker. Daniel Carlson did not practice for the Cowboys. We know that Amari Cooper will be out because of COVID. Uh, CeeDee Lamb did not practice Monday or Tuesday, but was in meetings, and there is optimism that he'll clear concussion protocol for this game. So we're recording this on Tuesday. You know Things could come out and things could change by the time uh, we get to Thursday, but that's what we have as of now on CeeDee Lamb. Ezekiel Elliott was limited with that knee injury. Let's start with a hypothetical. Let's say that CeeDee Lamb does not play. Zeke is 8K. He's the highest priced running back on the slate. Michael Gallup is 5,900. Dalton Schultz is 5,300. And then we have two cheaper wide receivers. Uh, if Lamb is out, Cedric Wilson at 3,500 and Noah Brown at 3K. So see, ya. how would you play that assuming CeeDee Lamb is out?
1: Yeah, I like Ezekiel Elliott a lot, especially since Tyron Smith, it looks like he's going to be playing. I mean, he's been a full participant in practice as of Tuesday. So, uh, yeah, I, I like Zeke a lot. I, I like Michael Gallup. I like Cedric Wilson. I think you can take flyers on the other guys. But I think the bigger point here is with, with Tyron Smith back and with Dallas playing at home coming off a really bad performance, this is such a good get-right spot, especially when you consider, you're right, this Vegas secondary has been pretty good, but honestly, I think it might be a bit of smoke and mirrors at this point. They've, they've lost some guys in their secondary as well uh, recently, and I think it's just going to be a really tough spot for them to hold up against Dak with a with a healthier offensive line. So if CD is out, I still like Dak. If CD is in, I, I obviously like Dak, but I, I really like Ezekiel Elliott here.
0: Uh, Mike, let's say that CD Lamb is in. He is sixty nine hundred, the second highest price wide receiver on the slate. Uh, See, so you made a good point. Like the Raiders, they were really good earlier in the year. Things are starting to crumble a little bit here for them, uh, also in the secondary. So, how would you feel about playing CD Lamb uh, and maybe some of the ancillary pieces here on the Cowboys?
2: I mean, look, CeeDee Lamb, if he's, if he's active, we have to trust that he's ready to play. If he is, he's one of the most electric players on the slate uh, and in a very good spot. So definitely have to consider him. I personally am skeptical that he's going to actually clear and be playing in this game. Um, we will see. I've run everything as if he's not going to. So I'll tell you what I'm doing with this game I actually think is – Pretty interesting. You can do some weird things on these bigger, I mean these shorter slates like this that have huge prize pools. So I'm actually triple stacking the Cowboys without the quarterback. So I have three pass catchers from Dallas without the quarterback because I'm still going to get exposure, obviously, if especially if CeeDee Lamb is out. If CeeDee Lamb is out and I play Gallup, Wilson, and Schultz in my lineup, I'm getting a ton of exposure to a good game from Dak Prescott. Outside of every touchdown going on through the air. To Ezekiel Elliott, I'm getting exposure to Dak, so I'm going to play Josh Allen as my quarterback, and then I'm going to triple stack all of Dak's pass catchers. That way, I have exposure to the two most lethal quarterbacks on the slate, being Dak Prescott, Josh Allen. That's how I'm operating. But as of right now, I love Michael Gallup. I really love Cedric Wilson. I would still play Cedric Wilson even if Ceedee Lamb is in. Uh, I think he's going to work his way on the field just with Amari Cooper being out. So. Love Wilson, Love Dalton Schultz. Uh, I've got all three of those guys in my lineup.
0: Uh, Mike, I'll say what you hear. Are you looking to game stack this or are you trying to bring it back if anyway on the Raider side of things, we have Josh Jacobs at 5900, Kenyon Drake at 4600. Darren Waller is the highest priced tight end, 6400 here, uh, and then Hunter Renfro, someone who's performed, you know, pretty well the past couple of weeks. He is at 5600. What do you think about the Raider side?
2: Yeah, I love Renfro, um, so that that's definitely – I'll give you the core. You can basically guess my lineup as of right now. I told you I'm playing Josh Allen at quarterback. I'm playing the three Cowboys, Gallup, Wilson, and Schultz, and I'm bringing it back with Hunter Renfro. So Renfro was barely targeted. If he, I don't even know – I think he had one target in the first half of that game. The receivers were not targeted there. It didn't go well for them. They acknowledged that after the game as well. I think they get back on track with targets early and often to Renfro. I also think that that's going to be what's available to them, uh, what the Cowboys will allow to happen. Um, So I look for some of those shorter underneath routes to Renfro. I think he's going to get there on a shorter slate just through having the six receptions in this game.
0: See, the Raiders are eight-point underdogs in this game. Uh, obviously, Hunter Renfro could be put in play if they're chasing points. We do have some cheaper Raiders uh, wide receivers, Brian Edwards, 3,900, Zay Jones, 3K. They're on the field. They're not really doing much. Uh, what do you think about maybe some cheaper options for the Raiders or anyone else on this team?
1: Yeah, I like Renfro quite a bit. I like Darren Waller. I, I like what I saw from him last week. It could have been a bigger game if he got that touchdown that Foster Moreau got. Um, Zay Jones. J, Zay Jones is the guy. He would be sort of like the Josh Reynolds equivalent in terms of, well, he might get a few less receptions, but he's in a much better game script. So I think uh, Zay Jones is really interesting if you need to punt. Other than that, and and by the way, it's not like I'm going to play a ton of Zay Jones. Again, he's one of those guys I put in there just you know hope and pray. And it gives me salary relief in other places. But I absolutely love Renfro and Waller. This is a great game to stack for obvious reasons.
0: A long, long time ago, I thought Zay Jones was going to be a player when he was drafted by the Buffalo Bills. Hasn't really happened, uh, but he is running routes. 25 routes on 30 Derek Carr dropbacks last week. Mike, what else do you have?
2: Uh, I just want to say I absolutely love the Zay Jones call. And I want to comment on it because this slate is so unique and we see it every year the lineup that wins like the optimal lineup that ends up winning these tournaments will likely leave two to $3,000 of salary on the table. That takes down the million bucks because you need to, as it's, as if it's basically a showdown slate, you can almost remove that first game because of how drastically low scoring it, it is likely to be. So now we're looking at a two game slate. If Renfro goes down or they just lock him down and don't target him, Zay Jones catches one touchdown. Like you're, you wouldn't do this on a normal slate because there are eight other games, 10 other games for another $5,000 player to outscore Hunter Renfro. This slate, you can play Zay Jones over Hunter Renfro. You can build your optimal lineup and then remove Hunter Renfro, put Zay Jones in there, leave the money on the table. You're instantly different. And the leverage that you have by doing that, if Zay Jones catches the touchdown instead of under Renfro, you make so much money by doing it on this kind of a slate.
3: progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law
0: all right let's wrap up with the final game the night game features the bills at the saints the bills are five and a half point favorites with a 46 point total cole beasley limited in practice on tuesday he was wearing a non-contact jersey that's been pretty normal for him the past couple of weeks he still finds a way to suit up for the saints uh big one here as alvin kamara did not practice on monday uh did not receive tuesday's practice report yet i'll look that up while you guys are talking, um, but tight end Adam Troutman will miss this week. Mark Ingram was limited in practice. Uh, let's assume that Alvin Kamara is out. Mark Ingram is at 6,200. He has 18 plus touches in each of the past two games without Kamara. Uh, Sia, would this be a must-play here on Mark Ingram? Um,
1: no, not necessarily. I, I, I wish his price was actually a little bit lower. I, I think I think he's a he's an okay play. Uh, the the Buffalo defense. Uh, you know, that they're pretty good against the run. I, I I like there's other running backs. I like is, is really the, the long way of saying that. And by the way, going back to that Cowboys game, I think Tony Pollard is in play too. Let's monitor what happens with Zeke's um, practice, but no, I definitely don't think Mark Ingram's a must play. I think he's a good play and we'll have to see where, I mean, obviously you're not taking a running back from from the Bills. It's only a three-game slate, so a lot of people will be playing Ingram, but um, not a must-play for me. On that side of the ball, there really aren't many must-plays. There's some plays that I think are interesting, like Juwan Johnson, for example, at 2600 There's some salary relief there, and with Adam Troutman out, he certainly makes a lot of sense. Uh, Between, like, Traequan Smith and and Marquez Callaway, I personally would probably go with Traquan Smith, but those aren't plays I'm super excited about.
0: So, upon further research... Both Alvin Kamara and Mark Ingram did not practice on Tuesday, so that could uh, potentially change things. We'll see what happens uh, there with the Saints. Uh, but Mike, what are you thinking right now in terms of that situation? Let's say, let's say Alvin Kamara does play. It's not looking good right now, uh, but he is seventy eight hundred. If he does play, would you? Uh, are you going to have him in your lineup?
2: If he plays, I'll have him in my lineup just because of the the things that I've said. There, there are a number of cheap wide receivers that are going to see. Uh, targets and games that uh, I think it makes a ton of sense to grab those high ceiling, high floor guys, but I'm not in the camp that thinks he's going to play. I think it's going to be another Mark Ingram week. Um, If you, if you think he's really banged up, you think they're gonna have to throw a lot like Deontay Harris is $3,700. Like there are cheaper pieces that you can get to here that have upside, but a lot of it this week for me, it's going to be heavy Cowboys run back with some, uh, some raiders, and then it's going to be the other side. It's going to be the Bills side for sure.
0: Yeah, if uh, well, we know Adam Troutman is not going to play. Juwan Johnson, see, you mentioned him. He's twenty six hundred. He didn't play last week. It was actually Nick Vanette who was the second tight end, and he is the minimum price. He is twenty five hundred on DraftKings uh, on this slate. See, how are we looking to stack the Bills? We have Josh Allen. He's 7,800. He's the highest priced quarterback. Uh, Stefan Diggs is 7,900. He's the highest priced wide receiver. And then we have Emmanuel Sanders at 4,800. It's like, how many times are we going to talk about Emmanuel Sanders in a good spot? And it just has not come through recently. Uh, Cole Beasley is 4,500. We have Dawson Knox coming off a great game. He was uh, 4,400. So how would you be looking to stack the Buffalo Bills?
1: Yeah, I like the Dawson Knox call. Uh, I think you could do a double stack here with Josh Allen, Stefan Diggs, Dawson Knox, or, you know, you could fade Stefan Diggs and and go with, I mean, I guess Emmanuel Sanders, but probably more likely a Cole Beasley and a Dawson Knox and just hope both Beasley and Knox get a lot of the volume because they, they sort of have, if you, you know, if you go back to maybe Knox's last three games where he was healthy and Cole Beasley more often than not is getting the volume. So I, I think those are two interesting plays to play either with, Stephon Diggs or instead of Stephon Diggs. But yeah, this is definitely a game, a side of the ball that I'm interested in stacking. Just so everybody knows, and you might've said this, Frank, this is the second highest implied total. So you got the Cowboys and then you got the Bills and then you got everybody else with implied totals right around 21. So obviously it's it's Dallas and the Bills that you want to be most interested in. I'm always on Josh Allen. I'm always on Stephon Diggs. So I'll be on them again this week. Uh, It's not my favorite stack. I think Probably Dak is my favorite stack when you consider the prices of his receivers, but I like this one quite a bit.
0: Mike, I think something that could be interesting is playing both tight ends in Dawson Knox and Dalton Schultz in the same lineup. And then obviously you could spend down at uh, for Cedric Wilson, something like that, a way to save money. Traquan Smith in the same game. I don't mind it. I don't think that he's going to see Tredavious White. He runs a lot of his routes out of the slot. Uh, and Trey White typically you know plays on the outside. So at 4,400, if the Saints are playing from behind, Mark Ingram banged up, no Alvin Kamara. Traquan Smith has been playing pretty well. I like him at 4,400.
2: Yeah, definitely. Uh, You you nailed that. That's exactly what I'm doing this week. Uh, I'll have a ton of double stacks with the tight ends. Uh, Knox and Schultz, I will be playing both of them. Uh, I really, really, really like the spots for both of them. I like Josh Allen. By playing Josh Allen and Knox, we know Knox is going to be popular. I don't think he's going to hurt us that much in this spot will actually be unique uh still having him with Schultz and then if Diggs has a big game we know it's likely going to be because Josh Allen has a big game so I'm not too worried about not having Diggs I'd rather be heavily exposed to the Cowboys offense frankly because I think it's a really really good spot for them so I don't do this often but I'll go ahead and read my prelim lineup out because I just think it's super interesting it's hard to get different on these slates but uh Josh Allen, DeAndre Swift, Mark Ingram, Michael Gallup, Cedric Wilson, Hunter Renfro, Dalton Schultz, Dawson Knox, and whichever defense you prefer.
0: Interesting. All right, so we've got dual tight ends. I like it. I like it. Dalton Schultz and, and Dawson Knox in the same same lineup there. Mike, we're going to go right back to you. Any showdown thoughts for this game? I think it's going to be obviously pretty popular. It's the night game, and this is what people are used to playing showdown on this, uh, this Thursday night football game here. Uh, the ones that stand out to me just, First and foremost, the tight ends for the New Orleans Saints—they are both two hundred dollars each. So, you want to flip a coin? You want to play both of them? I probably don't want to do that. But Juwan Johnson and Nick Vanette are both two hundred dollars each on the showdown slate.
2: Yeah, it's—you're definitely going to have some interest in both of those guys. Um, you know, if you can figure out a way to simply fade them that's also going to be very interesting. Uh, I also think it's one where you're going to be looking at kickers. I think Tyler Bass, Brett Maher, I, I or whoever the, the kicker is going to end up being for the saints. Like, I think this is a kicker slate. I, I think that they're cheap enough that we know a lot of that ownership is going to be concentrated to that tight end spot with Juwan Johnson. Anyway, um, I, I think it could be an interesting spot to fade it, especially if Kamara is back for whatever reason. Um, I, I, think that that's what everyone's going to do. They're going to play those tight ends so they can jam in the best plays, get digs everywhere, get Josh Allen at captain. I like Josh Allen at captain, obviously, but I would not be jamming tight ends in everywhere here in the spot because I do think that there are still, like we mentioned Deontay Harris earlier, he's only $2,000 on this showdown slate. I'd much prefer going that route than trying to gamble on the tight ends. So that's where I'm going to be for the most part. Um, as far as captains go, it's going to be Josh Allen, Mark Ingram, Stefan Diggs. But I don't think you can rule out Dawson Knox as a captain in this game. Um, I, I think that his ceiling is high enough that it could be a very interesting way to get different.
0: And we haven't heard anything about the quarterback situation. You know, there was a rumor after... Sunday's game that maybe the Saints look to move away from Trevor Simeon, go with someone like Taysom Hill, uh, but we haven't heard that at this point, so it's it's probably too close to the to the game for that to actually happen. So I, I would still expect Trevor Simeon to be the starting quarterback here in this spot. I w- just one more name that I will mention uh, for showdown: if Mark Ingram is still banged up, if there's no Kamara, Tony Jones is only six hundred dollars. So just one more name uh, that we will mention there. Let's wrap up. Look, it's Thanksgiving Eve. Build your Thanksgiving lineup, your fantasy lineup with $20. Uh, see, I absolutely love the tweet that you sent out with all these different kinds of like fantasy ways of talking about it, upside, high floor. Uh, so if you're building a lineup, it's, this is much easier for people who are watching us on YouTube.com slash fantasy football today. But there's a great graphic here. What are you, Where are you going? See, how are you building your lineup? $20 to make your Thanksgiving uh, food lineup
1: here. So like I said on Twitter, and check all of us out on Twitter for a variety of different reasons, mostly uh, football related, but you you would have seen my tweet and and Frank's and Mike's as well. Uh, I like to correlate my lineups, as you guys know. So I'm taking the dark meat for three bucks and I'm correlating it with mashed potatoes and stuffing, which I think you can eat in in one bite or, you know, have them separately, however you want to do it. They're certainly correlated though. And then when you get down to the, to side dish number two, uh, I went with cream corn because I could save some money. I thought it was a really good value play with, with a pretty high floor. And then as far as dessert is concerned, listen, I, this is where I'm kind of getting different. You got to get a share somewhere else. So I went with, Believe it or not, pumpkin pie. Uh, So maybe that's not different to some people, but I think a lot of people are going to gravitate to apple pie or might go contrarian with carrot cake or pecan pie. And so that just seemed like the smartest play for me to round out my lineup.
0: See, I will tell you right now that pumpkin pie is the Christian McCaffrey of the slate. You are paying up for the chalk, man. There's no doubt about it. And rightfully so, pumpkin pie is amazing. Mike, I learned something new about you today that I had no idea. You are vegan. So this is this is a little bit tougher for you. How, how, how are you building the lineup here?
2: Oh, we have lots of sides, but in this one, I went all for the pumpkin pie because I want five (laughs) Christian McCaffrey's in my lineup, I guess four with the $20. But, uh, yeah, for me, it would be mashed potatoes. Um, you know, the, some of the, the cranberries are good. The creamed corn, if you find the vegan version of it's great. But, uh, for me, Love the mashed potatoes, love the vegan mac and cheese that I have, and the pumpkin pie. You can't go wrong with the pumpkin pie. You, you I will say, though, the pecan or pecan, which is always a very interesting
0: debate, mm.
2: clearly a value play at a dollar. Any pie for a dollar is kind of a value play, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's I, fair. I would say that's fair. Um, look, no surprise here. I feel like, look, if I ever recommend a player, I, you know, I probably should have uh, revealed this at the beginning of the season. If I reveal a player, it's probably going to be a pretty chalky player, let's be honest, right? So the lineup that I'm going with here, this is like a straight cash lineup here for me. Uh, Surprisingly, look, I'm a ham over turkey guy. Uh, Maybe it depends on how your turkey is made, how your ham is made. I've had some really, really good ham. Maple glaze, some brown sugar on top. Uh, Big fan of the ham at $4. Roasted potatoes, great value. $2, 100%. Stuffing, you get stuffing made the right way. Really good stuffing is amazing. So $5, I'm spending up on stuffing. Mac and cheese. You get look like my my eating habits are are like those of a ten year old. So like mac and cheese. You put chicken fingers in front of me. I'm gonna love it. So mac and cheese, 100 happening happening here. Spending up for that, and then I have enough money left over for apple pie. So I think that that is just uh, that that's that's the chalk lineup. That's my cash lineup. Ham, roast potatoes, stuffing, mac and cheese, and apple pie.
1: It's a good lineup. It's
0: a good lineup.
2: It's a good lineup. Not a great. I like lineup, the roast so. potatoes. I the roasted potatoes is definitely contrarian on this slate but uh, (laughs) I like it they've scored touchdowns before for sure
0: all right you can check it all out on Twitter at FF today you can follow all of us and see our responses there as well you want to let us know what you're bringing to the Thanksgiving feast how you're building your lineup again check out that graphic on twitter.com we're gonna wrap there for Sia and Mike I am Frank thank you all for listening and watching fantasy football today we'll have another podcast in your feed feed On Thursday morning, if you're traveling on Thanksgiving, getting ready for the weekend where we deep dive each game on the 10-game main slate, we will see you then.